Welcome to the Online Business Besties Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping you build a successful online business that enables complete lifestyle, location, and financial freedom. If you're a go-getter who's dreaming of building an online business and living your best life, then you, girl, are in the right place. Each week, we'll bring you tested strategies along with stories from our guest expert besties to show you just how possible this life is and exactly how it's done. And now here's your host, online business educator, Paige Brunton. Hey friends, I'm so excited to welcome you to this very first episode of the Online Business Besties podcast. Now today I'm going to share with you exactly how I went from college student to multiple six-figure online business-owning digital nomad. Now when people look at my life and business, they're generally asking like, how did you get into that? Your job is so random. Why do you live in Germany if you're Canadian? How do you make money from the internet? And did you study this or go to college for this? And I'll be honest, I had absolutely no intentions to start an online business back in the day. I was totally ready to walk across the college graduation stage and go work in the real world like, you know, most people. But today, I want to tell you the story. I want to tell you the story because I'm not some unicorn and I didn't have a degree in entrepreneurship or some amazing business mentors or business connections at all. I want to show you that if I can do this, then you totally can too. And as you're about to hear, my story is a pretty random, wild ride. If you decide to get into online business as well, your path is likely going to look very different from mine, but I want to show you that truly anyone can make this happen for themselves, and I started from exactly where you are right now. But before we get into that, there's something else that I want you to hear. So you know you want to run an online business, which allows you a lifestyle of complete freedom, but you're stuck figuring out which online business idea would actually work for you. Not to worry, my online business matchmaker training is just for you. Think of the training like a cocktail. We're going to mix together the passions and talents that you already have, your dreamy ideal customer, and successfully proven online business revenue models. Get immediate access to the totally free 30-minute video training and accompanying workbook at pagebrunton.com forward slash matchmaker. Again, that's pagebrunton.com forward slash M-A-T-C-H-M-A-K-E-R. So I was in fourth year university, and to be honest, I just really didn't want to study. I had been through so many exam times, and I was just completely over it. So instead of studying for my exams, what I did was I started binging on blogs. And as I was going through all these blogs, I was like, man, this is really cool what these girls are doing. I totally want to start a blog too. Like, how do I start a blog? So I knew absolutely nothing about blogging or building a website at all. So I did what everyone does, and I Googled how to build a website, which then led me to learning that there's some sort of like website building platforms that you can build a website on. So I started doing all the comparisons between them. And I eventually found Squarespace and decided that sounded like the best option for me. So I started to build my blog on Squarespace. So when it came to actually blogging, I literally had no idea what I was going to blog about. So I was just blogging pretty much about nothing. Eventually, I morphed it into like a travel blog because I do love to travel. Um, So that's how the travel blog started. Now, back to my real life, I was thinking about my career, and I knew that career-wise, I wanted to be in management one day. And in order to be in management, I was going to need a master's degree. So I started sort of like looking into the future and trying to figure out what my game plan was for after graduation. And I sort of predicted like, okay, I could go and work and travel for a few years and then, you know, go back to school. Then I figured like, do I really want to be, I don't know, 30 and then have kids and a full-time job and then also be trying to do a master's degree over like five years on the side? Like, nah, I'd rather just get it out of the way now and I don't know, keep going to university now while I'm at it, go full-time. So I decided that I wanted to do a master's degree and I applied to a few different places. I was honestly sick of the cold in Canada, so I applied everywhere 
south of me. So one of the places which I got into and also got a scholarship for was the University of Mississippi, or you might know it more as Ole Miss. So uh, at the end of the summer, I packed my bags and headed 16 hours south to Mississippi, where I knew absolutely no one. I had found two roommates online, and we moved in together, so I knew two people then. And we were like, okay, none of us know anyone. We need some friends. So we got all dressed up, and we went to the bar and decided that we needed to meet some people. So I know this is going to sound really random, but I promise it is super important to the story. So we're at the bar, I look around, and I'm trying to be like, okay, how can we, you know, like, I don't know, not awkwardly start a conversation with someone? Um, And so as I was looking around the bar, I noticed that um, there's this sort of, like, very specific attire that these Mississippi, people in Mississippi tend to wear. So everyone, all the guys were wearing, like, boat shoes, baseball cap, short chino shorts, and these, like, fisherman shirts. And then there was two guys who were standing there, and they were wearing well-fitted jeans button-down shirts and had, like, nicely done hair. And I just thought, well, these two are not from here. (laughs) Um, I figured, I'm not from here. They're not from here. Maybe that's, like, my best bet to, you know, talk to someone. So as I walked past them, I noticed that they were speaking German. And I was just like, what? So I tapped one of them on the shoulder and I was like, excuse me, are you German? It turns out that asking, are you German, is my best pickup line to date because uh, that is now my fiancé. (laughs) We ended up dating throughout the semester, and when Christmas break came a few months later, we planned to go our separate ways. We actually had no intention of, like, staying dating because he was only in Mississippi for a semester, and I thought, well, you know, that's completely unrealistic and I don't want to do long distance. So we went our separate ways at Christmas time. However, once we were apart, we decided we didn't really want to be with anyone else, so we ended up doing long distance. Now, we did our long distance for a year and a half, and graduation from my master's degree rolled around, and I was again left with the decision of, what do I do with my life? So, what I decided was, I really didn't want to be doing long distance any longer than necessary, and I left to travel, had my travel blog, was like, eh, I'll move to Germany for a year, and, I don't know, figure it out. I knew that I eventually wanted to get a job in my field, but I assumed if I, you know, went and traveled Europe, or, like, learned a language for a year, that wouldn't look too terrible on my on my resume. So it was probably going to be okay if I went to Germany for a year and kind of like, I don't know, hung out there for a while. Now, I had gone to university for six years at this point, and I had racked up almost $45,000 in student loans. So believe me, going to a country where I had like no specific, I don't know, job set up or anything um, in a country where I didn't speak the language was definitely on my mind. And I knew that I had six months until I needed to start paying back my student loans. So I bought my one-way ticket to Germany and started language school as soon as I landed. And honestly, I had a really nice first European summer. My boyfriend and I were super happy to be in the same place. Um, We were traveling around in Europe. It was, there was, I think Germany was doing, um, it was either Euro Cup or World Cup. So we were constantly meeting up with his friends and going out and watching the games together and chilling out. I was just loving the freedom of being able to drink alcohol in the outdoors. (laughs) Um, And so we would go, we would watch the games, we'd drink beer outside. It was just like a really cool time. I got to experience beer gardens and we went to the south of Germany and saw the mountains, which is absolutely gorgeous. So it was a solid, solid first summer. Now, when fall rolled around, my boyfriend started a training for his new job, which honestly was a super stressful endeavor. Um, And we knew going into it that this was going to be a really hard year and a half for him. And he was going to have no free time because this thing really takes over your life. 
So when he started his trading program, that left me just hanging out in language school, basically. And when he was gone constantly, I was pretty lonely. I mean, I'd moved to the country. I didn't know that many people at that point. I had friends who were really close back home, but I wasn't there with them. And I couldn't really fully communicate with the people around me because I wasn't fluent in German yet. And my boyfriend was completely not there all the time, just working. Thankfully, around that time, a part-time job at a kindergarten literally landed in my lap. The kindergarten needed an English speaker, so my job was literally just to speak my own language at this kindergarten so the kids could learn English. So I went from 11 to 4 every day to this kindergarten to, you know, hang out with kids. And honestly, from day two, I hated it. I just finished a master's on full scholarship. I got a near-perfect GPA, won the award for most outstanding student in my class, And all my other classmates, they were off working for cities or universities as management, and I was telling four-year-olds to stop having tantrums at lunch and changing diapers. I also was feeling just crazy exhausted every single day, and I didn't know why. But looking back now, I can tell you the reason why was just because I hated the idea of waking up and going to work every day. I would wake up late because I just didn't feel like going to work. I would get off the subway station at the same exit as the university, and that really sucked because I would see the university students chatting, having friends, and rocking up to university at 11 a.m., and every single time I would have to walk in the other direction and go to the kindergarten, I just felt like a complete failure. As I was sitting there reading English books to four-year-olds, I was just thinking, did I seriously go to university for six years to do this? A few weeks into it, we went to my boyfriend's parents' place, and they just asked politely, just like, oh, how's it going? And I wanted to give a cheerier response, but honestly, all I did was just start crying. I just said, like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I loved my boyfriend and I wanted to be with him. And while I had no problem moving countries for him, it was a real issue to sacrifice my entire future career for him and to not have really close friends in Germany when I had tons of close friends back home. I'd always been a really driven person and being successful was important to me. And I just felt like a loser at that point. I was literally working into kindergarten with a master's degree. Like, what was I doing with my life? So within two days of starting at the kindergarten, I started brainstorming how to escape the thing. (laughs) I started looking for other jobs, and three months later, I landed a job. But just as I went to go sign the contract, I knew it wasn't what I really wanted to do, so I turned it down. I decided, screw it, I was going to make my side hustle work. So here's the thing that I haven't told you yet, is that previously in Mississippi, when I was in college, I started a website design side hustle. I had done the travel blog for a while, and I learned how to build websites, and randomly I met a nonprofit that needed a website, and so I was like, yeah, no problem, I can help you create a website, I've built a blog before, I know what to do, I'll make you a website on Squarespace. I built the nonprofit this website and loved doing it, and I also loved giving my own travel blog like a constant facelift. So what I did was I decided to advertise on Etsy to find more clients, and eventually also a web design agency ended up finding me as well and giving me contract work here and there. So I had actually been side hustling um, basically through, I think it was second year, second year master's, and then up until that point when I had been in Germany as well. At this point, the side hustle had been consistently making a few hundred, sometimes if I was lucky, a thousand dollars a month. It wasn't enough to live off of, but I also had never had enough time to actually dedicate to making it really successful and actually doing any marketing for the business. I literally just didn't have the time because I was, you know, doing a master's degree or going to language school or working at this kindergarten. So I had time enough to like build the websites, but I wasn't doing anything to actually grow the business. So while it wasn't earning enough for me to live off of, I hope that if I had more time to actually do some marketing, I could actually make it into a real business that actually funded my life living abroad. So just around then, it was Christmas time. And my friends and I back in Canada, every single year, we hold the best 
annual Christmas event. It's just so much fun. We get together, we dress up in a ridiculous outfits, we definitely play a lot of drinking games, and we just genuinely have such a fun time. But that year, I did not have the money to fly back home, so I got to watch the Christmas party from afar. They sent me photos and videos saying like, oh, we wish we were here, and just seeing them together. If you've ever lived abroad, you know that normally, I mean, you can deal with the homesickness, but the second that all your friends and family start getting together, it is so upsetting and depressing, and I just really wish that I could be able to fly home whenever I felt like it and go see my friends and actually attend our own Christmas party. So right after all my friends sent me the photos and the videos of our sick Christmas party without me, my boyfriend and I went to go set up our Christmas tree. And honestly, he was still working in his like training position. So he didn't have like a full-time paying position. And I was just getting like shoddy web design work here and there. And so we went to go buy ornaments for a Christmas tree, brought them home and went to go put them on the tree and the strings for the ornaments broke. So I just looked in our kitchen cupboard and figured like, what can we hang these ornaments with? I got some elastics, tied them onto the ornaments and we put them on the tree. It was a really rough time in both of our lives and our relationship. We did not have a lot of money and I was still trying to figure out how to function in a new country. But the one thing which really got me excited was my decision to work for myself and turn my side hustle into a full-time business. I had all of the determination to make this thing work. So just as I went full-time with my business, Marie Forleo came out with her annual B-School course. If you're unfamiliar with B-School, it's basically a course which shows you how to set up your business, I guess you could say. So I enrolled in B-School and was just like, okay, I need this thing to show me what the heck to do because I would sit down to work every day on my web design business and if like I had a couple clients but not even enough to fill my time and so I was just like, what do I do with myself? How do you market a business? I had no idea. Thankfully, the course gave me a lot of foundation and made it super clear of what exactly I should be working on every day. And it's at that point that I started to blog for my business. So I decided that the marketing strategy, which I wanted to execute for my business, was going to be blogging. So I started two days a week consistently writing blog content and building an email list. Now, my traffic rose consistently month over month on the blog, which was really encouraging, but I was still really frantic about getting clients. I would get a client here and there from Etsy or from the web design agency, but it was all super low paid work. Regardless of the fact that I wasn't fully booked with clients, I still worked like a mad woman. My boyfriend was equally busy working with his training program, and so he really didn't have a lot of time for me. So we both basically sat in our office and worked day and night, day and night, day and night constantly. A neighbor who actually lives across the road from us in the apartment across from us who awkwardly can see into our apartment um, joked that we were the couple who was always in our office, which is kind of embarrassing. At that time, I would look at the other web designers who made more and were booked solid. And I was just like, man, wow, they're doing $5,000 for a website. If I could do $5,000 for a website, like I would be doing it so well. But it seemed so impossible and so far away from me at that point. Clients came to me now and again, but really weren't consistent, which led to a ton of anxiety in my life. Thankfully, after about six months, six months of consistent blogging, the first client came through the blog and I was so down to celebrate. It had taken so much work and I had seen the numbers go up, but I hadn't seen any clients come through it. So I was like, oh, is this ever going to work? And it finally did. I was so happy. Then I found that the time that was between clients coming through the blog was shorter and shorter. And at some point, the clients just kept coming through the blog. And this is when things finally turned around. At this point, I also upped my prices. I honestly had not intended to up my prices, but I got on the phone with a someone who had worked for the web design agency and he was giving me a little bit of business advice. And he basically said like, Paige, seriously, 
The service which you are providing to your clients is so great and the websites that you make are so amazing. All of our clients have been so happy with everything you've produced. I seriously think that you could double your prices and not see any difference in the number of people booking with you. And I just thought, you're insane. (laughs) But he planted the seed and the idea was there and I was like, all right, well, I mean, I'll try it. So I doubled my prices. I was doing previously $2,500 for a website design and I felt like I was not sort of allowed to charge any more than that. But when he challenged me, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to try to put it up on my website. I decided to put $5,000 for a website and see what happens. And as it turns out, I learned a lesson. Pricing is not as important as you think. Uh, There was no dip in the number of people who were inquiring and booking with me from that. From this point on, I was consistently booked out and was actually having to book clients like months in advance because I didn't have any more time in my schedule. I did one website or I worked with one client at a time and so I would do their website in two weeks. So I started booking out my two-week period sort of in advance. I finally started having money to travel and I would actually carve out time to visit cities and countries that were close by Germany, which was awesome. I mean, being in Germany, you really are in the center of Europe, which has some huge perks. Whenever I wasn't traveling, though, I'll be honest, I was still working like crazy. I was working weekends like it was going out of style. It was just a consistent thing for me. And if I wasn't working for, I don't know, a couple hours at some point, my brain was still working on my business. I was exhausted mentally because my brain just kept going on the business constantly. I got really exhausted with constant client work and thinking about my business and working on my business and blogging for my business and doing all the things for my business. And I really didn't take any time off. So when November hit, I was just like, my God, I'm so exhausted. I'm taking the entire of December to just do absolutely nothing. (laughs) I was making good income and charging about $5,000 for a website that would take about two weeks to do. So I had, thankfully, the freedom to stop working for a month. And it was crazy to look at my bank account at this point. Just a few months before, I had been seriously stressing about how I could pay rent a few months ahead. And now I was earning up to $10,000 a month by doing two websites for $5,000 each. That year, I was so stoked. I got myself on a flight and I flew back home for our annual Christmas party. And I had such a good time with my friends back home. I was so thankful and looked back at a year before and just thought, my lord, I'm so grateful. A year before, I couldn't have dreamed of hopping on this plane and going here. But now I actually have the money to do that. And I was so grateful for it. I then gave my business a serious look when I was back home in Canada and I put some serious thought to it. I was getting more inquiries than I could take on as one person. So I basically had a couple options that I saw. I figured that I could become a web design agency. I could sort of be, you know, the name of the business. And then I could hire a bunch of other web designers who would sort of do work on my behalf. Or I could create a course to basically teach everything that I knew about Squarespace website design. When I thought about my business, though, I knew that I wanted to build a business with freedom built in, and the idea of managing a whole bunch of designers honestly did not sound like the freedom I was looking for. So I decided the course route was more for me. I also wanted to travel more and take my business on the road with me. I was making enough money at that point, and I was getting consistent income, so I figured this is the time. I'm going to hop on a flight. I'm going to Bali. Once I got to Bali, I knew that I had one major project to work on. I cleared out all of my client work in that time because one, I was going to be at 12 hours time difference, which would have made phone calls possible, but a real pain in the butt. (laughs) Um, And I wanted to work on this course. So what I did was I got to Bali and I hustled for three months straight. And I honestly, unfortunately, continued to do the working the seven days a week thing and created my online course, Square Secrets. It was such a nice time in Bali. I did yoga every single day and I would straight up pinch myself when I looked at my beautiful villa with my gorgeous pool. It was just unbelievable. 
I also did no cooking, no cleaning or laundry. It's all done for you when you're there. Um, so I just got really focused work time. And honestly, I was so ridiculously productive while I was there. So the month that I launched my course, I did more than $20,000 in that month, and I started loving the idea of running a product-based business. I figured with a product-based business, my life was a lot more on my own terms. I wouldn't have client phone calls in the middle of the night if I was in a different time zone. My deadlines were more flexible because they were just for myself and not for, you know, a client. And I felt so much less stress and anxiety. Sometimes clients had hired me and done a really big, like, website and brand and e-commerce, and that ended up costing over, like, nine grand. When someone pays you $9,000, I put a serious amount of stress on myself to make sure that they were over the moon happy with what I had created and delivered for them. So I put a, honestly, probably self-induced anxiety <laughs> about keeping my clients happy, which was really stressful. So with the product-based business, I figured all those issues were pretty much gone. My courses allowed more freedom of location and determining what I felt like doing and working on every day, and I'd pretty much burned myself out from client work. But granted, I had still booked a few clients throughout the rest of the year, so I still had those projects that I had to work on and complete. For the rest of that year, I ended up launching a second course and finally stopped working on weekends. Hallelujah. I traveled a lot. I worked from eight countries and I took two months vacation, which I was stoked about, spread throughout the year. Um, I genuinely enjoyed making a really solid income and that was the year that the business did multiple six figures. Now, that year when we put up our Christmas tree and pulled out our super ghetto Christmas ornaments, I was so excited to hang them up. I mean, we could have went out, had all the money that I needed. I could have went out and bought new, brand new, I don't know, fancy ornaments or whatever. But I loved putting up my ornaments with their really funny elastics on them. And my boyfriend and I just sat and looked at that tree and was just so excited to see, like, how far we came in those two years. He had gotten a really good full-time job, and I was earning more than anyone could think was imaginable for a 27-year-old at the time. We were watching the German TV show Bad Banks one day, which, by the way, if you're unfamiliar, is about investment bankers. And I was really curious to know how much an investment banker made. So I Googled it and realized that I was making slightly more than the average investment banker. And it was insane to me that I went from almost scraping by to figure out how to pay rent to earning as much as an investment banker two years later with an online business. Not to mention, I worked for my coach all day and had way more freedom of my lifestyle than anyone who works for an investment company or traditional business. So I can't tell you how genuinely grateful I am for my online business. My online business does not take over my life. Instead, it really supports my life. Now, recently, my boyfriend and I got engaged. He's my fiance now. And I feel so lucky to get to live in Europe and travel around here all because of my business. I get to go home to Canada to hang out with my friends and family as much as I want. I generally go home for at least two months every single year. And if I'm ever homesick, I literally just book a flight and fly home. And it's because I have the money from my business and the flexibility from being able to work from anywhere that I can do this so easily. And I realize that that is not something which most of the world has the option to do. I'm easily able to afford absolutely beautiful, amazing vacations, and I definitely intend to take another two months of vacation this year. My business earns super well. If you're curious to see what it's doing, you can head to pagebrenton.com forward slash income because I do publish monthly income reports on there right now. These days, I honestly just roll out of bed whenever I feel like it. I hit my beautiful gym in the morning, followed by some relaxing time, laying in the spa, reading my book, and then I have my breakfast made for me. I get genuinely really excited to work on the problems that I'm interested in. My business feels like a big, exciting project that I get to work on improving, and when I see my boyfriend and friends having to go do things like sit through meetings that they know are completely useless, 
I am so glad that I get to decide what's worth working on on my business and what is not that I'm just going to straight up skip. I cannot imagine sitting through another meeting where I'm just sitting there thinking, why am I here? This is useless. Can I leave now? I get to spend my day blogging, interviewing amazing business owners with this podcast, doing marketing, which I genuinely actually enjoy now, and giving back. I recently picked the charity that I want to support with my business, and I'm so happy to be able to do that. So as you can see, it was a pretty wild ride getting here, and honestly, it was far from pretty on many occasions, but I would just like to say that it was absolutely worth it. My life is so, so, so far from what I originally pictured. I figured I was going to go work in my small town in Canada, planning recreational events and organizing kids' summer camps. And now I live from anywhere, run a business for my laptop, and get to enjoy a really amazing lifestyle. Now, this is the thing, is that online businesses can do this for you. And it can't just do this for me, it can do it for you too. Sometimes I sit and think like, how the heck did I get myself here? And the answer is honestly a bit of luck and a boatload of hard work. And sometimes I have to say that it feels a little strange that my life is completely unimaginable to most of the world and I realize how lucky I am. But when I see people struggling and really hating their life and hating their job and the commute and only having a couple of weeks of vacation a year and only earning enough to cover your expenses but to never get ahead and save, I just think, my God, you don't need to live like that. So I want to tell you this, if you're back where I was on the day that I cried in front of my boyfriend's parents and said, I don't know what I'm doing with my life and I hate where I am, then honestly, girl, I want to help. That's why I started this podcast. I want to show just how possible this is for you too, if you want to run an online business as well. I want to introduce you to people who are running successful, amazing online businesses that are giving them complete freedom. In my time working from all the different countries that I have, I have met so many people running the most completely random online businesses. Think that you would think like, that makes money? Like, are you serious? And people are making bank doing what they love and truly turning their passions into an online business. And I want to show you and introduce you to those people because you need to know that it's not... I don't know. We're not unicorns. It's possible for you too. It's not just me. You don't need to be a web designer if you don't want to be a web designer. There's a ton of different options out there for you. I also want to share with this podcast, I want to share education with you. There are some very specific things that you need to get good at in order to run a successful online business. And I want to share education to show you exactly how to get good at those things. I know that so many people on Instagram, they're currently sharing the highlight reel of their life, traveling the world and showing you these all these amazing places, and they're getting shouty on Facebook ads about how they're so super successful with their six-figure business, but they're not explaining how it's done, and they're not sharing the seriously rough times along the way. But I want this to be different for you. I want to show you the highlight reel and the serious challenges that are involved with running an online business. I want to actually pull back the curtain and show what it takes to build a successful online business. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, be sure, subscribe to the podcast, because I'm really excited to show you exactly how it's done. Thanks so much for hanging out with us for this episode of the Online Business Besties podcast. If you love the show, be sure to leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at pagebrunton.com. Thank you.